Before today's episode, there is another podcast that I think you should listen to. It is called The Great Man Within, and the hosts tackle problems that men never talk about but secretly struggle with, like sex, purpose, and success. Tune in to The Great Man Within on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So it brings up that time where you were on stage and got booed. It brings up that time when you were five and you fell off your bike. I mean, like it's bringing up all of these things. Attachment is just your computer programming trying to keep you safe. We can recognize the fear and observe it because it is not us Mm -hmm. and say, thank you, but I'm going to choose again. I was born with several palsy. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. How do you break free from perfectionism? Whoa, heavy, heavy, right? Friends, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. So honored to have you with us today. Y'all, we got a good one. We got a good one. We're going to be talking about enoughness. Enoughness. I just want that to settle on you. I want you to take a deep breath. Realize that you are enough as you are. Right now, before you accomplish anything, before you figure out your life, who has that figured out? You are enough right now. Today, I had the honor of connecting with Lauren Liz Love, who is the founder of Badass Business Babe and has dedicated her life to transforming businesses and the women who run them. In 2015, Lauren left her corporate job as a national TV news producer and stepped into the online entrepreneurship space with zero backup plan. Anybody else can relate to that? Not me, not me. And a desire to help women step into their highest version of self. Today, she runs a million-dollar business providing transformational tools for women everywhere. Now, we get deep in this episode, so if y'all like a heavy topic, I got more country there, you're going to love it. We talk about creating from a place of life instead of pressure, how to let go of attachment to our goals, and how when we find ourselves who we really are, that's when we get everything that we desire. This was such a fire episode. Loved it. But before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to a review that was left for us on iTunes. This comes from Screw the Naysayers. It says, unconventionally awesome. Heather is the real deal. She and her show is heart-centered and exposes all the myths we have been spoon-fed since birth. She saw early in life that many still can't and don't want to see. Following conventional wisdom will result in a boring, uninspiring, and at best, average life. Woo! What a statement. Truth is, with the changes that are underway, the results could be much worse. Heather and her guests shine a light on unconventional strategies and tactics that can help take you and your life to the next level. Highly recommend. Woo! Thank you so much. Screw the naysayers. I really appreciate that review. Friends, if you have not done so yet, 
You know who you are. If you've been listening and if you've gotten any value from this podcast, please take just a moment. Head over to your Apple podcasting app or you can do it on iTunes and leave us an honest review. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, y'all. Are you ready to learn all about enoughness? This is such a good episode. Let's get into this with Lauren Liz Love. Hey guys, connecting with Lauren for the very first time up in Connecticut. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm so good. How are you? Good, good. Um, well, you know, I read your bio already. Listeners know that you've already had an just unconventional journey up to this point. You uh, have made a huge, huge career pivot um, from you know the kind of corporate world. It was news production, I believe. It was yeah. into entrepreneurship. So if you could kind of take us back a little bit, uh, give us a picture. Where were you just a few years ago and why in the world would you leave something secure and safe (laughs) and go the unconventional path down entrepreneurship? Lauren, what's going on? If you're doing it the conventional way, you're doing it wrong. I mean, like, I think all of us have this really unique, uh, calling and desire. And I, I think we're really conditioned at a young age to kind of like follow that nine to five path, get the health insurance, get the 401k, do all of the things that, you know, a well-respected employee would do. And so I I went on that path, right? I went uh, a great deal of my life feeling a calling creatively to do something, but kind of being taught like, hey, like you have to have a regular job and like, you know, being an artist really doesn't pay the bills. And so um, I felt this calling to be a writer, but I felt like maybe if I put that into the journalism perspective, that it could be a, a, an actual corporate career. And so I went to journalism school. I got a job fresh out of college at CBS News and I had made it big, right? Like everyone was like, wow, you work at a national level. And I had interviewed people like Zac Efron and Denzel Washington. And I had done these like really cool things. But inside I was like, this is just not it for me. And I I really felt like I had done everything right and had gotten to that point, but I was so deeply unfulfilled. And what I recognized is I was chasing success based on how other people would approve of my life. So, you know, get a good job, get married, settle down, buy a house. And that was what I I was conditioned to believe would really make me happy. And it didn't. So, uh, you know, combine that with a really hard hitting personal narrative. I had been through a lot in my life and I wanted to take those lessons and help other people. And so one day I came home from my corporate job and was like, you know what, maybe I'm going to quit my job and start a blog. And my boyfriend was actually like, yeah, okay. So we put all our things in storage, moved in with his parents. And for a year, we were like, try this out. Let's let's see how it works. And within a year, I had gotten to a place that I was financially sustainable and uh, things were working out and crushing it. And now I'm here running Badass Business, babe. Wow. So I don't even know where to begin with all that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I felt deeply when you talked about, you know, just that personal narrative of, you know, this is something that roots goes way, way, way back. And I know one thing you're passionate about is helping people, you know, kind of overcome that tendency to lean into perfection and maybe beat themselves up and everything has to be right. And, and you share openly about your own journey with that. Why and, and where does that come from with you? Mm. Yeah. So I spent my, my whole life, I think, trying to, be perfect. I think I was kind of conditioned growing up to feel like I didn't belong, that I had to mm-hmm. be a certain way or act a certain way to kind of meet the standards of what other people expected. You know, I think as women too, we're taught like, don't be too emotional and don't be too outgoing and don't let people see you cry. And like, just these like weird sort of expectations. And, uh, you know, I think when 
as a, at a young age, when you're stripped of believing that you're enough, you start to look for that in all of the wrong places. You know, you make friends with the wrong people because you don't feel like you're worthy of good people. You start to date men because you're seeking love that you're not really knowing how to give yourself. And, you know, that was my journey. I actually, um, you know, had experienced a lot of trauma in my high school years going into college. I was raped on campus my freshman year, and that was really like a pivot for me. I um, shortly after tried to attempt suicide. And from there, that was kind of where I met this moment of like, well, I have all of this baggage. How would I ever let people see this, right? Like I've been through so much. How could anybody want to be my friend or accept me for this? Or how could I find a partner who knows what I've been through? And that was really like this high peak of like, I'm total damaged goods. I can't get anybody to accept me. And then when I went on my personal development journey and I started to really look at all of this stuff and, you know, really open up the shadow and start to explore what those old stories were, um, I started to really recognize, hey, like, hold on, this is like something that everybody struggles with, right? Like this feeling of I have to hide myself. So I realized that if I was going to really create a beautifully compelling and empowered life, it was going to start with feeling like I was enough for all of my darkness. And that was really when I quit my corporate job, that was what I wrote about, all that stuff. Wow. You know, Lauren, first of all, thank you for being willing to share that with us, your story. Um, You know, and I'm so grateful for it because looking from the outside in, I mean, it looks like you have it all together. You know, I mean, your, your, your socials seems perfect. You've (laughs) built a very successful business at a very young age. You're very confident. You have a strong, thriving community. And yet you're willing to go back there and say, this happened to me and I felt like this and I felt broken. And the strength that it takes to share that I think is so important and so needed in the online space right now. Uh, Can you just speak to that, like that strength of being willing and open to share that? Because a lot of people um, aren't or feel like that if they were really honest about how they felt or who they were or where they came from, people wouldn't respect them as much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember just taking you back to that freshman year of of college. I remember, you know, coming out of the hospital and having, you know, my mom say to me, like, don't tell anybody that this has happened to you, right? Like, don't, don't tell grandma that like this went down because she, you know, came from a different time. And like, this was the culture of like privacy. And I'm this person where I'm like, I want to tell everybody what I've been through because uh, this is me, right? Like, this is who I am. And I think when when we look at some of the most unfulfilled people, I think one of the, the really big red flags is that they're not being true to themselves in some way. You know, they're hiding something, whether it's their sexual preference or their financial circumstances or the fact that their marriage isn't doing well. And it's like, let's hide this stuff. And what I came to recognize is that's disease, right? That's, that's sickness. When you feel like there's a part of you that you can't openly embrace and I, I promised myself, I was like, I'm never going to do that. So here's what happens. I think when, for a lot of people who are in the, I want to build a successful business space, right? Regardless of what business that is, I think the first thing we think is, how can I make other people think that I'm really cool so that they want to buy from me, right? Like that's, that's the first thought. And, you know, I felt pray to this as well. When I started, I followed bloggers that, you know, everything was Photoshopped and everything looked great. And it was like, oh, I wish I had that life. And I didn't want what I was creating to be a lie in that way. I wanted those elements of like 
yes, you can achieve things and yes, you can have success and joy and beauty. But there's also this element of like realness that has to exist in your life. And, you know, so I just made this promise to myself that I was going to show all of that, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad. And, you know, I think as leaders, it's our job to take our messes and turn them into our message, you know, rather than ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed um, Marianne Cantwell yesterday. She's the author of Free Range Humans. Beautiful Mm. human. I love her. Uh, But she talked about boxes and how she traded the box of the corporate world and got into the entrepreneurial world and found herself in another box because she felt like she had to look and be a certain way in order for people to accept, which is interesting because we pride ourselves as entrepreneurs that it's freedom, freedom. (laughs) Um, But you know, when you kind of found yourself in that box, like how of perfectionism and appearing a certain way, how did you break out of it? Can you give us some, maybe just some tips of we're feeling that pressure, we're feeling that conformity, but it's, it's, it's killing us, honestly. Yeah. So I, I think this actually like at the root of it is very similar to stage fright. It's like, I'm about to say something or speak something or share something on a public platform. And is this going to be enough? right? Will this be received? At the the deepest root of content creation, because this is what we're doing, we're all creating content. At the deepest root of that is the fear of, I will not be enough and therefore I will not be loved. And so, right? Yes. Yes. These are two deepest fears about everything. And so when we're creating in the online space, I think it's really easy to fall into this trap of like, well, what do people want to hear? What do people want from me? What seems sexy? What seems like it'll convert? What are other people posting? And what we're really asking at that level is what's outside of me that I should be chasing? And that's the wrong question to ask. And so creative energy, like the ability to actually build something that is unique and original and profitable and authentic, all of that is not about looking outside of yourself and creating on that. It's about looking upwards and inwards and saying, okay, what is calling me to create right now? What am I feeling of strong desire around sharing? What am I excited about, right? And that, that is profit, right? That is gold. That, that's where you can create a financially successful business. And I think every single entrepreneur, myself included, has this journey of going from the outside to the inside. Yeah. What was that pivotal point for you? Because I told you before, I could even hear it in your podcast where it was very, ta- and there's nothing wrong with it, yeah. tactics. And then there was this huge shift and I'm not sure when it happened. What, what, when was that for you? Oh my God. Okay. So it's really funny. I have to say, I am so grateful for you for bringing this up because I didn't really know this to be true. And this is a breakthrough moment for me to hear you say that. Because as creators, I think we're really just in our own evolution, you know? And then we look back and we're like, holy shit, like what was that crap that I was putting out like a year ago? Um, I think for me, a couple of things happened. So my business, I was growing What is Perfection, which was my original brand. And one day I looked at my roster and I was like, wow, everybody who I'm helping wants to create a business. This isn't, my brand used to be just about personal development. I was just doing personal development coaching. And then I recognized that everybody wanted business. And so immediately I went into that outside of me space of like, let me provide tactics. Let me provide strategy. Let me provide what I think they want. And I went down that rabbit hole and it was really a a blessing for me because I got to figure out what felt aligned and what didn't. And I think every entrepreneur needs to do that. 
but I started to have my own spiritual awakening. And I started to recognize that my passion for entrepreneurship was not just a desire to make money or a drive to be successful because I did that. Right. right? And I was unfulfilled. I was like, okay, now what? Um, what it really was, was a vocation. It was like an inner calling of, yeah, this is, people think I'm here to teach them how to grow businesses, but I'm really here to help you transform. I'm really here to give you the tools to be the best version of you that you want to be. And when I really connected into that, all of the superficial stuff fell away because my passion was no longer about me. It was about my mission work. Yeah. And what is that now? You know, it's funny. I I think I don't know the answer to that question with true clarity. I think Badass Business Babe is evolving. And I think uh, I don't know how, and I, I don't know what this looks like in a year from now or three years from now, but I want every woman to feel like she is enough. And there are thousands of women who start businesses because they're looking to feel significant. They're, they're looking to feel validated. They're looking to feel financially enough. They're looking to feel like maybe they are um, contributors to their household. Yeah. To feel like, hey, I did something. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than just whatever yeah. that you know sentence is. Um, and no business will solve that. No amount of money solves that. Trust me, I've been there. All internal. It's all internal, and you know it's funny because it, there's uh, where we live in a very linear world, right? And we think like, okay, I'll achieve this, and then I'll feel. I'll achieve this, and then I'll feel. Um, and nothing happens that way, right? Any woman yeah. who lost ten pounds will tell you, like, it just doesn't happen that way. Like, you have to find yourself. But when you find yourself, that's when you get everything that you want. That's when all the money yeah. comes, all the success, and all of the achievement. So you know, it's kind of this backwards approach, I think, that we need to yeah. realign with. Yeah. So my my prior life, I was a, a therapist and I'll never forget um, my, one of the best professors I had in grad school. He, he told us over and over again, at the root of everything, we all just want love. We want validation. We want to know that we're enough mm-hmm. and all of the disorders and all the issues and all the stuff at the root of it, there's this enoughness belonging and if people can feel that they start to heal and what's so interesting is is I've shifted here and I've just I've done hundreds of interviews and I've talked to so many people and it's it's the same everybody always comes back to this need of love and belonging and it's different for everyone but I was wondering with you you've gone through all this stuff you had this narrative and you, you, you were successful, friend. I mean, you reached levels of success other people could just dream of, and yet it wasn't enough. Where did you find that love and that belonging for you? Mm. I found that love and belonging for me by recognizing that it was there the entire time. Boom. Yep. You know, um, yeah. I think I, I spent a great deal of time chasing And when you're chasing something, like think about the word chase, right? Like it's a hard word. It's force, it's effort, it's grit, it's sweat and tears, and it's endless Mm. because you'll reach a goal and then it's like, okay, what's next? And then you'll reach another goal and you'll say, what's next? And then one time you'll get to a point where you're like, well, what if I don't reach this goal? Will I have failed, right? Will people see this? And I think when I realized that I was enough the entire time, those goals became just fun. They became playful. They became just an experience that I was blessed to have and not so much something that was tied to my worth. Yeah. 
And how does your day-to-day look different now or does it? Mm. Oh, it looks so different. So my day-to-day prior, I was also, this is important. I'm, I'm going to be a year sober in this winter. Awesome. I would high five you if I could. High five. That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. Um, I'm also medication free. I was on a lot of depressants at one point, so I'm celebrating that as well. And uh, my days out, you know, prior were very much about trying to control the stress and the anxiety and the overwhelm. You know, drink, drinking, um, overeating, overworking. I mean, everything was over overweight. Right? Like I was, I was, I was there. Uh, and now I think my day is really about creating from a heart-centered space more than a pressure to show up. I really enjoy, I, I show up every day. And one of the first things I do is my align time practice. And I'll go into my Zen Den. I'll sit in my sit spot chair, which is the same spot I sit in every day. And I just channel like, what am I meant to share today? And I will write. And it, it's so unique and such a healing experience when you're creating without attachment you know, mm. it's not about the money. It's just about what do I feel called to share today? And so that's generally my day. I, I create from a heart-centered space and some days I'm inspired and some days I'm not. And I spend time with my husband who I've been yeah. able to retire. He runs the business with me now. Uh, and a lot of inner work, you know, a lot of reading, yeah. a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation. That's really a big part of my lifestyle now. Yeah. You mean, you said attachment and inside of me was like, oh, Mm-hmm. How do, how do we become detached when, you know, it's in years and years of conditioning? <sighs> yeah. So I, I think the answer to letting go of attachments is really about first identifying, like, why are you attached? Like, what meaning yeah. are you giving that, right? So when we're attached to financial goals, what we're really saying is, well, if I don't reach this goal, then I have failed and then I'm not enough. And then I'm, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever terrible, terrible words you want to use, but that's attachment. It's, it's giving meaning and expectation to our experiences that says, well, if this doesn't happen, then something terrible will. Yeah. And in order to detach, I think we have to recognize that that narrative is, is bullshit. An attachment really at its root is about control. Yeah. I have to control this because I don't want to know what happens if I'm not in control. Yeah. So I don't know if you know who Michael Singer is. He's mm-hmm. the, the author of The Untethered Soul. He also wrote this beautiful book that's not as popular called The Surrender Experiment. <laughs> Do you know it? Do you know he's like a, a freaking billionaire? Like he really? Oh my god, he's like one of the founders of WebMD. Like yeah, and what? that happened. Yes, and this happened because he surrendered. He went on this journey. He got divorced, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to learn how to surrender. I'm going to learn how to kneel at the doorway of whatever life is supposed to be and surrender to the flow." And he spent probably 20 years of his life just saying yes to what came to him to surrendering and not controlling to the point where like one time someone showed up on his property and was like, I'm going to build a house on your property. And he was like, um, surrendering like, okay. And years later, his true love moved into that house. And it, I mean, it's goosebumps creating. Yeah. So I read this and I was like, wow, look at all this magic that can happen when we surrender. But the reason that we control, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, but this is like one of my favorite topics. This is what um, this is for. I'm here I to love talk it. to you. So. I love it so much. So the, the reason we control is because our primal brain is trying to keep us safe. And so let's just say, for example, you're afraid to put yourself out there on social media. You're afraid to announce your business. You're afraid to go live on Facebook, whatever it is, write your book, do your podcast. 
your primal brain is like, well, that's new and that's not something I've experienced before. So let me go into my computer and let me find all of the terrible things that could happen from your history of doing things that you were unfamiliar with. So it brings up that time where you were on stage and got booed. It brings up that time when you were five and you fell off your bike. I mean, like it's bringing up all of these things. Attachment is just your computer programming trying to keep you safe. Yep. And so what we can do is we can recognize the fear and observe it because it is not us and say, thank you, but I'm going to choose again. Yeah. Slowly over time, you'll become somebody who doesn't need attachment because you'll recognize that all the greatest things happen in life when you surrender. Mm. What's the next thing you're working on surrendering that's been hard? Oh my gosh. I love that question. That's this, You're such a good podcast interview. I love <laughs> this. I'm so here for this. Uh, so right now I'm surrendering uh, an income goal for next year. I think I've been sitting with Financial milestones look different to me now. In the olden days, they meant that I was successful. Um, now I very much use them as a scorecard for mission. So I'm like, well, at this level, I'm helping X amount of people. But at that next income level, I'm helping that amount of people. And I'm very driven by that, that service. So for me, I'm kind of detached on that how. You know, I've been looking at numbers and, and trying to really step into this place of like, I can have a plan, I can have an idea, I can, you know, sort of map out 2020, but ultimately the universe is going to bring me the opportunities that she wants. So I've been in a place of surrendering that. I've also been in a place of surrendering becoming a mom and really what that looks like. And, you know, I hear this from my my students in the BBB community. Being a mom is like, you got to give up all control, right? Like that is the place where like you forget forget thinking that you can control everything because yeah. you're done. So that that's really the new stage for me of just embracing the fact that one day I will be a mom and, and that day is coming soon and I'm going to have to learn how to say, thank you, but I surrender, <laughs> right? Like don't need yeah. to control. You know, yeah. I, I've, I was telling you, I have, two, I have two little girls and I've always struggled with that concept of, you know, people would always be like, oh, God loves you. The universe loves you. You're, you're loved. You're loved. And I always just struggled with that because like you, because of like trauma in my past, the narrative in my mind was just like, I could conceptually understand that, but I couldn't feel that. I couldn't really get that. And then when my daughter Lucy was born, I remember her coming out and it was like, I got it. I instantly got love. Yeah. I I can't wait for you, Lauren. It's going to be amazing. I Um, love that you shared that with me. Thank you. Like that was such a beautiful example of you can receive, right? Like just receiving that and just being able to say like, this is love. Yeah. It's it's easier when it's somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you think, you know, like I know all the stuff I've done. I I know. Mm. And thinking with her, it's like, it doesn't matter. Mm. Literally, I can think of the most horrific thing and that's my baby girl. You know what I mean? And that love that God and the universe has for us. Mm. I know. Man, I know. it's 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 crazy. Lauren, you are so powerful. Uh, you have such a strong calling on your life. Thank I can feel it. Me. Where can people just get all the things that you have going on, listen to your podcast, and just connect with you? Yeah. Um, you can come follow me on badassbusinessbabe.com. I have a podcast called The Badass Business Podcast and Instagram, Badass Business Babe. Very cool. Very cool. Very last question, Lauren. Let's say we were to uh, go back in time. And here's Lauren and she just feels this 
calling on her life, this nudge that there's something more. She's very successful in, in this uh, corporate space, doing all the stuff she's supposed to be doing. Uh, but she's felt this nudge and she, she lets go. She gives it up and she starts down this unconventional path. If you were to go and sit with her for a moment, knowing all that you know now, and tell her one thing, mm. what would that be? I would say, listen, you are 1000% doing the right thing. So don't ever question that. But I want you to remember that it's going to be hard. Mm. And there are days where it's like watering a plant that you haven't seen come through the soil. It will feel like it's a waste of time. It'll feel like it's not working. But your job is just to keep showing up and have faith. Big, big thank you to Lauren Eliz Love for coming on today's episode. Make sure you check her out at badassbusinessbabe.com. That is linked in the show notes. And before you go, listen, if you need a tribe of people in your corner cheering you on who are as unconventional and strange as you may feel, head over to Facebook, type in Unconventional Leaders. We have an amazing community over there. Would love to have you a part of the conversation. All right, friends, I'll see you in the next episode.